Hello, and thank you for joining us on The Light Inside. I am your host, soulful business and leadership coach, Jeffrey B. Secker. This week, we are sharing a conversation with author, transformational mindset coach, and feng shui consultant, Kristen Noel. Joining us for this fun and energetic discussion on how utilizing the principles found in Chinese metaphysics can bring more abundance and balance into our lives. Kristen teaches us how to stop chasing and start attracting, helping all visionaries step into their soul's purpose, allowing them to make the income and impact they were placed here to make. Imagine having the ability to double your income, attract more opportunities into your life without having to do more work or operating from a space of endless to-dos. And instead, it was filled with joy, fulfillment, and happiness. Discover how to attract the life you want with ease on this episode of The Light Inside. We all know there are some days when brain fog doesn't allow us to do and think our best. I like to start my day with True Brain. It's brain food in a bottle. Designed by UCLA trained neuroscientists to help you create faster, impact more, and grab more life. Empowering you to do your best thinking. True Brain products are nootropic supplements blended to increase your verbal fluency, avoid distractions, and boost mental output. And they come in great tasting natural flavors. You can get more out of your day by getting more out of your brain. Upgrade your working memory. You can optimize, energize, and give it the nutrients it needs to be its best. Visit trubrain.com today to get started upgrading your working memory. True Brain is food for your thought. Hello, Kristen. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm excited for this. I am too. Thanks for joining me. Yes. Such a, a stir of chaotic energy in the universe. And I think yeah. from my perspective in the conversations I've been having that it seems like right. it, it's been a necessary shakeout and things are heading in a good direction. Oh, yeah. Let's just go ahead. Let's share a few questions here. Let's start it there since we're, we're catching up some ground. The name of the book again, and I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to dive into that. It's Stop Chasing, Start Attracting. Here's the book. Stop Chasing, Start Attracting. Yes. There again. Okay. You had to refresh me this morning. And there again, you know, I'm coming off this long week of really struggling to have energy. So That's okay. I totally get I it. I apologize <laughs> if I suddenly crash and, you know, I... I Took a little time off yesterday. I didn't have any interviews. I didn't, you know, I put a lot of my emails aside on purpose. I said, I really just, I need to get this very key yeah. interview out there and call it a day. <laughs> no, definitely so. self-care. I talk about this a lot, especially with my clients yeah. too, because yeah. I don't know if you're into like human design. I talk about this with money mission. Yes. So I actually don't yes. have a lot of energy. Yes. Like I'm a projector. And so therefore I actually have to manage my energy very well. And that's also why I have an amazing team because if I didn't have them, I probably would burn out like super quickly. So yes, definitely take care <laughs> of yourself and your health is most important. Yeah. yeah, and that's where we got to figure out where our 
strengths and our notions lie. If you're missing those points in your being, right. you're missing points that allow you to become your best in everything you do. Oh, for sure. So is there anything else yeah. that you know, kind of sets the pace and tone for you? What do you mean by that? Do you want to look at that area of the Chinese metaphysics? Sure, we can talk about that. I am ultimately fascinated by that area. Okay. Because there are so many really interesting tidbits in there yeah. that are great life lessons, that are great states of being, right. great states of looking at things. I have a few questions around that. Fill me in a little bit on the overview of the book. So the book is an overview of my framework, right? How I work with my clients. Yes. So basically, it actually falls under Chinese metaphysics. So in Chinese metaphysics, we have something called um, the cosmic trinity in which we believe that we need to have ultimately three pillars in order for us to be successful. So the first one is kind of knowing what your spiritual purpose or blueprint is. So I walk through my clients in that process. The second pillar is all about mindset and how to really put yourself in that abundant mindset. And then finally, the last thing is feng shui or just your financial environment. And so this book is after my framework called the cash flow trinity, since I really hone in on money and how to make more money. It's funny because it's literally under the umbrella of Chinese metaphysics. I just created my own version of it, essentially. All right. So the book is the foundation of my framework. That's the part that's fascinating to me. How does the law of attraction become what's generated in our energy? You know, it's so much about energy and it's a practice about your state of being and that psychology. So that that's the area to me that there's a greater picture there. And, you know, so how would you relate that idea to your view on the law of attraction within the book? Yeah. So my view of law of attraction is interesting because I feel like a lot of people have this notion of law of attraction or they, especially it depends on where you're at, right? Like if someone is really deep into law of attraction, it can be very advanced. I feel like the law of attraction doesn't touch onto the financial environment piece, or they'd also don't touch upon like you as a person and what you are meant to do. It's really more on the surface level, which again is still great. I think if you can follow the law of attraction and its basic principles, you will get a lot out of your life. But I think if you want to go deeper, and that's what I teach with my clients, is actually knowing how your energetic field is and how you are able to attract the type of opportunities your way by understanding who you are first and foremost, and then designing an environment that welcomes that type of cash flow or opportunities or the right people that comes your way. So how do you relate that in the book? What is the breakdown from your perspective and how that affects us? Yeah, so in the book, I dive into the three pillars. I talk about money mission. I talk more about the energy of money. So in the book, I actually don't walk you through how to find out what your personal blueprint is because that would just be way too advanced. And so I do that with my personal clients. But in the book, I walk through the energy of money because a lot of people think that they know what money is, but they don't realize that money is really just energy or money is just something that we have a specific feeling towards. Money is just like, if you think about it, it's just paper. But a lot of people have so many different stories about money. And I think that's the issue. Is that yes, it's their yes. story about money that keeps them from making more of it. Essentially, it goes back down to your childhood beliefs about money, what you've absorbed about those beliefs when you were growing up, or even now, right? Like, where are you hanging out? Who are you hanging out with? What are your 
money talks like because if you don't have that healthy relationship with, with money then it's just hard for you to even yes. understand how to bring it more into your life so that's the first pillar and then i go into the second pillar which is your abundant mindset and i really hone in on this because as someone that teaches my clients how to grow their businesses the first thing that most people come to me for is strategy. They think that it's the strategy that they're using that may be wrong, that they're like stuck or something like that. But really it's because they don't have a good relationship with either themselves or this idea of money. And so they're putting up these blocks that are hindering them from actually getting to the next step. When a client tells me like, Kristen, I feel stuck. Whenever I see someone online, like they feel stuck. The stuckness, I feel like, can sometimes be the story that they can tell themselves that they're stuck. Sometimes when we're feeling stuck, it's really just because we're not in alignment with what we're truly supposed to do, or we're, we're feeling anxious or we're feeling as if something's wrong. And then most people kind of look outwards, right? They start Googling like the answer, but really the thing is that it's, it's inside you. Everything is just a reflection. Yes, exactly. So uh, I talk about that, the second pillar. And then finally, the third pillar is all about designing an environment that works for you. <laughs> so many of us are still kind of like stuck in our yeah, financial environment in terms of exactly. the relationships that we're with, the friendships that we build, our inner circle, thinking that, okay, like I don't want to let go of these people because I've been with them for a while. Or like, you know, there's this perception but in my mind, I think that if you're trying to get to that next level, it's so important for you to really understand who really is there for you. I think friendships are really crucial when they can celebrate your success, right? Not every, not every type yes. of friend can yes. do that for you. And so that's essentially what the book is about, if I were to put it in a nutshell. I love looking at all of that notion of energy. It comes into play, I think, even more now when you look at just the angle of earning, the angle of business success, the angle of money. Yeah. Because we are operating more on a notion of energy because we don't see the exchange of material. You know, we're automatically being pushed to remove from that materialism, that material sense of I am holding that money. Mm -hmm. You know, so often now it's just a digital transaction, mm -hmm. which is just a thought. <laughs> it really is, right? Because it's just numbers on a screen. Yes. And it's like we put so much yes. energy or so much fear behind it, right? And, and it's the emotions that are driving us <laughs> when, again, it, it's really just numbers at the end of the day. So that's the number one thing I feel like I've seen so many of my clients struggle with yeah. is that they just don't realize that business or entrepreneurship is a really an inner game. It's not just the strategy, the outer game, which is important too. But more importantly, I feel like is the inner game that needs yes. the most attention. You know, we, we interact in that way from who we are through our entire lives. Mm -hmm. Not just when we're in a business setting, when we speak with our friends and loved ones, when we are in social media, we are essentially the same person at our core in all of those settings. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, we create, you know, and I'm not sure where you stand on this, but we create, from my perspective, a divide, this sense to separate and compartmentalize who we are in those settings. Mm. 
Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like it depends on the person. It is very yeah. common, right? Yeah, and that's a generalization. That's a broad generalization. Yeah, for sure. But we put on these masks because we're trying to... Yes. Here's the thing. This is what my, my take on this, right? Is that we are actually designed to play these different roles. So for example, like I'm a daughter. I'm also a coach. I'm also someone's partner. I'm all these different things. And sometimes I feel like when we get too tied into who we are, we forget that we are all these different types of people (laughs) and playing different roles. And so um, it's okay. Like we're human being, right? Like it's okay for us to like not always be who we think we're supposed to be and we can relax really. So to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, no one has ever asked me that on an interview, actually. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> my thoughts are that it's okay to have these different roles and fill these different roles without having this pressure of like, oh my gosh, this is me and this is Kristen. Well, Kristen can be different types of roles and, and it's okay. Yeah. Back to that Chinese metaphysics, you know, from my perspective and what I've studied of them myself, the Taoism and the Confucianism, yeah. looking at those notions that are geared toward experiencing life Confucius. in a way that's more effortless, that is more guided from being instead of doing. You know, we're, we're taught so much that achieving perfection is about what we do, about how hard we work. Yes. But at our being, we're already perfect. We become one Mm -hmm. with the unplanned rhythms of the universe. We try so much to force and control from my perspective. Oh, 100%. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, this is the part that I feel like people kind of get confused about is that, yes, we are designed to inherently be abundant already, right? We are designed to really live, like, to be, just like you said. It's just this false story (laughs) that we have to work really hard or, like, like push things and, like, apply pressure and be aggressive. That's when things kind of start to... Um, kind of like fall apart or like people have this wrong notion on that. However, I also do think that like the challenges that come across our lives are meant to help us grow. It's meant to be a little bit uncomfortable, but don't purposely fight against things, right? Don't purposely try to do that. Because the thing is that it's all about like this notion of ebbing and flowing. If you think about our life like a river, don't try to swim upstream. Try to like Think about your life as, okay, how can I swim downstream, right? How can I make it easier for myself? And then when there are those bumps, then I'm kind of handling it in that way. Life is not designed where you're constantly trying to prove something or constantly trying to do stuff and push for things to happen. Yeah, you know, that's to me what resonates about looking at Chinese metaphysics is that ultimately nature of reality takes control. What is the nature of things? And, you know, if we look at nature, nature has form and structure, but nature also flows. It's that yin and yang principle Mm -hmm. where there's two sides to every coin. You know, there's a balance to everything. Yes. You know, we have to have the structures that hold things together. We have to have the system to support that, but we also have to be flexible. We also have to be flowing. We also have to be giving. You know, we also have to be nurturing. Yeah, and here's the thing. When when we look at the yin and yang symbol, you see that there's the white and the black in in each of it. Like, it it complements each other, right? So it's not just about balance, but it's also realizing that without darkness, there's no light. And without 
light, there's no darkness, right? Like if it's always light out, we're never going to appreciate it because we have never experienced darkness. So that's why the whole point of this idea of yin and yang is not so much of life being like always free flowing, but realizing that when you're in a low point, it's only temporary and realizing that it's needed in order for you to experience those happy moments. Right. So that's also why instead of trying to be so emotional with everything, it's just detaching, like stepping back and detaching and realizing that things are fine the way they are. We make it more dramatic than it actually is. Speaking back to Confucius, there's a particular quote that always jumps out to me, and I'm I'm big on quotes. Okay. They must change who would be in constant happiness and wisdom. You know, it's that change is what creates that happiness. Mm -hmm. It's what creates that appreciation you mentioned. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's interesting because... Here's my thought on all of this. When I grew up, I grew up with these concepts. I grew up in an immigrant. My parents were both from Hong Kong. I grew up in Southern California. And these were things that were taught to me from my mom and my grandmother. But because I was a rebel as a child, I like honestly didn't even enjoy being Asian. It's interesting because when you are, you know, growing up in the U.S. and you're surrounded by a lot of role models that you see on television that don't look like you, you start to kind of adopt this idea that maybe you're not that important. So growing up, that was, that was what was relevant to me was the fact that, oh, maybe Kristen, like, you know, you are not meant to shine. Like you're not meant to be on TV or you're not meant to, you know, be in the masses because I never saw like an Asian Mm. woman really make it at that time. I was born in the nineties. And so when my mom was teaching me all these things about Chinese metaphysics and feng shui, I really ignored her because I was like, okay, well, we're not that important. Like that was literally a belief that I had. Really? Yes. Yes. Um, And I talk about that actually in my book, right? Because I think that, you know, again, a lot of, that's how I generally feel, right? Like as an Asian woman that, you know, now obviously things have changed, but in the beginning, I didn't recognize my gifts. I didn't recognize my culture because I was so like, I just felt so ashamed of it. Um, and it wasn't until I got into business and I really started adopting these, uh, adopted these principles that I realized how profound it was. Now there again, it's, it's that kind of yin and yang on one hand, not even looking at that kind of social divide that, that exists there. Yeah. But that yin and yang approach that just, a, probably the youth of it also had to play. And I'm not downplaying, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not downplaying that aspect of how you related to it based on your heritage. But, you know, that whole kind of youth too plays into that where you don't have that appreciation. And then you have that as the added with the cultural split there. Oh, yes. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And, and that's why I'm like, I feel like my story has re- resonates with a lot of people of color or people that were born to immigrants, especially in the U S because like I said, like growing up, that was not, it was not normal to what like, um, like a lot of Americans went through, right? Like I I experienced the the American culture. I still experienced my culture within the American culture. So I feel like my views on money has to do with that as well. And that goes for everyone that's listening. Your relationship with money will depend also on your upbringing. It will depend on that aspect as well. And so that's why I feel so called to talk about this subject because, you know, money can be a sensitive topic but when we talk more about it then it becomes easier and it becomes something that 
like we don't have to put so much pressure upon ourselves about. Hmm. Let's look at creating that energy and how that applies to the principles in your book, how that applies to your view on metaphysics. Yeah. How deep do you want to go? How deep do I want to go? I can go as deep as you want. Just, just ask me the questions and, and I'll answer them. Sure. Sure. Looking at the metaphysics, we look so much at energy and form. We look at balance. What do you feel from your perspective? And you have a direct relationship with that yeah. having been brought up in those cultures. What forms the overriding ideas and principles of Chinese metaphysics. Yeah, so Chinese metaphysics is, is pretty broad, right? Like if yeah. you were to talk about Chinese metaphysics, there's different schools. There's the feng shui falls under Chinese metaphysics. Uh, face reading falls under Chinese metaphysics. There's a lot, right? Yeah. There's a lot to it. Uh, for me, you know, I would like to focus more so on something called bazi, which is basically your, uh, your blueprints. So yeah. again, when it comes to your blueprint, we believe that when you're born, you're born with a specific innate type of gifts and talents um, that you're meant to do and you're meant to fulfill on this earth, yeah. right? Um, a lot yeah. of us, we kind of go throughout life not knowing those things. We always question, what are we supposed to do on this earth? Like, what's my purpose? Yes. You know, especially if you're someone that is into that. With Chinese metaphysics, we actually have a roadmap for that, right? Like, obviously, we can't predict every single thing that happens in your life, um, but we can actually see with your birthday and your time of birth, kind of like what you're designed to do in this lifetime. So that's what I love about it because it's kind of like a cheat sheet, right? Like if you were to think about school, it's like having the, the, yeah, the, yeah. the cheat sheet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We think about people that have what a lot of people would consider a special or great ability. Right. We look at Mozart who, you know, achieved and excelled from such a young age. It yes. just seemed to materialize. Exactly. Yeah. Any, anybody that, you know, you can relate to on that level that they come and they have this innate sense or innate ability. Yes. That's fascinating. It is very fascinating. And unfortunately, yes. not everyone lives up to their to their talent. Because yes. all of us have that a, a, a gift that is very special to us. It's a shame because a lot of people don't know. They spend the rest of their lives trying to be someone that they're actually really not. That comes in the form of conditioning, right? I think that as human beings, one of the cool things about us is that we're very adaptable. We can adapt to different yes. things and different circumstances. And so I've talked to so many people that they think that they like know who they are based off of their conditioning, right? Um, but really when we kind of dive into their charts and we really look into it, there's a piece of them that they have kind of forgotten. Yeah. And it's fascinating for them to, to, to see for themselves like, oh my gosh, no wonder my whole life I've been feeling something's been missing and that's what it was. And so, so yeah, to answer your, your question, like I feel like, again, Chinese metaphysics is really broad. I, I really focus um, on the, the <laughs> blueprint part as well as your financial environment, kind of like how we design our homes and also how we structure our relationships. So those are the two key things that I personally focus on when it comes to my clients and my programs. But yes, to answer your questions on Chinese metaphysics, it's very, very intense and, and, and deep. <laughs> and I wish I could like 
talk about it all day, but yeah, we could literally yeah do several shows on that. Humor me if you will, because I just kind of had this epiphany moment, and this happens a lot. Sure, you know, I always tend to go 40,000 feet on a thought and see things from another angle of view. No, I love that. I was just thinking that as children, no one actually, for most part, my parents didn't. I don't recall anybody ever with their children getting down and having to show their children how to crawl. Mm. Then progressing and showing your children how to walk. Right. That's part of our innate blueprint yes. as it relates here. Yes. And here's the thing, right? So yeah. to piggyback on that, that idea, right? <laughs> so I think that as children, we actually know what we're supposed to do. Like we're yes. fresh into the world. It's like from the ages, I, I heard somewhere from the ages of zero to seven, that's actually when we're sponges, right? Where we're like really taking things in. We're learning things at such rapid speed. And yes, innately, we, we don't need a manual to know how to walk. It's like innate yes. in us. And I yes. think that it's because of our conditioning that forms who we are. But if you look back on your childhood pictures, I don't know about you, but when I look back on my childhood pictures, I was always seen with like a cell phone, like not a cell phone, but like at the time, what are those phones with the wires? Like, <laughs> Well, there were no cell phones in my childhood pictures. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, I was always carrying like... <laughs> we won't go into the age thing, but <laughs> yes, but I can relate. Yes. Go ahead. I was always carrying our home phone everywhere we went. And I was also, um, like I lined up my stuffed animals and I was always teaching. So at an early age, you can kind of already see that I was meant to use my voice, right? I was meant, but then it was like just through, again, I, I grew up in, a, in, a, in an Asian yeah. household. So I don't know if you, if you know the stereotype of Asians, but my dad was specifically very, you know, become a doctor or a lawyer, you know, and that's what I'm saying though, right? Is that like, we tend to <laughs> get scared and we think yeah. that we can't make yeah. money maybe using our voice, right? That was, that was the idea. That's where that conditioning yes. comes in. And so, so yes, back to your point about seeing things. <laughs> and I don't even want to think what my future <laughs> taught about me if you look at childhood pictures, because that might be a scary story. <laughs> we won't even discuss that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it becomes... Who we are rises to the top. And then what, what's so kind of ironic and messed up to me is then our environment so often, you know, we're crawling, we're walking, we're on our feet, we're making progress. Society or our environment in some way will come along and knock us down. You know, that to me is the bigger picture to look at. And that's where as coaching, we connect with people because we help discover what is knocking you down? What is holding you back? Yeah. And as coaches, what I love about it is that we often see things in our clients that they can't see in themselves. And most of the time it's because they're deep in their emotions and they can't see things in an objective point of view. And that's also why I love coaches. Like that's why I am a coach, right? That's also why I hire my coaches to coach me. And that's because, you know, we're, we're often so immersed with our own thoughts. And that's another thing too. It's not even just emotions. I think it's we're immersed in our thoughts. It's our thoughts that are really killing us, <laughs> right? Like, you know, you yes. should be doing this or you shouldn't be doing this and all that <laughs> stuff. And so we get so lost in that clutter that we forget who we actually truly are and where our gifts are. And we get really tangled up into this mess that we call our mind. So. Looking at those angles of Chinese metaphysics, are there principles 
either in your teaching or your upbringing that relate to that idea of how do you control the mind or how do you work with the mind? How do you silence the mind when it's derailing you? Yeah, it's actually really similar to, again, the deconditioning and the stories that we tell ourselves. So in Chinese metaphysics, we can actually look into your birth chart and see how your subconscious mind actually is. So there's like four pillars. We call it the four pillars of destiny. So the fourth pillar, which is basically the time you were born, is related to your subconscious programming, right? So um, I can actually see if my client is more inclined um, to think about money in a good way or actually like not even interested or motivated by money, which is really fascinating to me because I I think it's from there I can actually see how I can best coach them. And so... You know, to answer your question about how can we use Chinese metaphysics to help us with our mindset and how can we pave the way in terms of understanding how we can get unstuck. um, It's really about just realizing that everything is just a story and that we can look at our blueprint and then understand like, okay, this is kind of what's happening with me. Is this me or is this like my conditioning that's telling me that something's wrong? Because sometimes we just freak ourselves out when it's really nothing. There's nothing going on. And it's just us <laughs> just saying like, hey, Kristen, like, and that's what I'm saying. It's it's our world. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like that is really just hindering us. It's not really ourselves. And we think it's ourselves. But again, everything is just reflected upon us. And we tend to kind of go down that spiral when we believe that it's us. So you spoke of those four pillars. Let's back up just a step. And Let's kind of outline then what, you know, those four pillars exactly are. Yeah. So there is the subconscious mind, like I said, it's when you, the exact time you were born, right? There's also your yes. true self, which is um, the day that you were born. And then we also have um, the year that you're born, which is more of like your career, sorry, not your career, your networks. So um, your friends that you surround yourself. That's when you normally see, um, you know, how like the year of the horse or the year of the rat. Right now we're in the year of the rat. Yes. Do you know like what? Chinese zodiac you are? It was 1970. I believe that was the dog. You're the dog. Okay. Was it not? Yeah. This is like your most outer pillar. This is like the first pillar that we talk about. So when you read those like fortune, when you see those, like if you go to a Chinese restaurant and you see like... (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness for the placemats. And I was going to, I thought it, but I was like, do I mention that? Do I not mention that? It's kind of, but yeah, that's where I learned mine was, you know... Chinese placemats. Right. So that's a very, that's a very basic yeah. form, right? Like, and that's what I'm saying. It's very general, right? Yeah. Um, where we go deeper into it is the four pillars, but that's the outer pillar. That's like your networks, your friends. That's the year that you were born. Uh, and then we have the career pillar. And I love looking into this pillar because this pillar is where I kind of see where my clients are at, where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are, where they designed to really um, work right, and it kind of relates a lot to. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you've taken like a Myers Briggs um, test or like <laughs> a lot of those t- different types of personality tests. Yeah, like companies do that because they want to make sure that you're in the role that you're supposed to be in, right? And here's the thing: what's crazy is that people don't realize, and it, it's it, it took me a long time for me to realize this, but um, whenever you're going to a job interview, and this was before I actually, you know went into coaching and started my own business. But I remember straight out of college and like, just like applying for work. My mindset was just trying to get the job, right? Like I think that's the person that's applying, but the company is really trying to make sure that you're the right fit for that position. And I wish that this was more taught in schools because then we can learn more about ourselves 
and apply for positions that are actually right for yes. us instead of just mm-hmm. trying to apply just to get the job, right? Because then, then it's like a win-win situation because that person would be then really happy with what they're doing and then the company would have yes. someone that actually loves what they're doing and, and really putting forth that effort. So I feel like I just went off on a tangent there when it came to that pillar. No, no, that's the beautiful thing. <laughs> I got my own tangent here. I just did a great show with a guest by the name of Dr. Benjamin Hardy, and he just released a book called Personality Isn't Permanent. And it looks at that exact angle. Mm. That also becomes a stumbling block, not only for us, but for businesses, how that personal kind of stereotyping, how that personality stereotyping Mm -hmm. can also become a crutch and limiting. I I, I 100 percent, 100% agree with you. Right. So there's this concept of the fact that we can actually mold ourselves to be whoever we want. And that is absolutely true as human beings. We are the only I feel like primal creature out there that is, has the capability to do that, right? We have powerful minds. We can do really anything we want to do. In my opinion, I think that there's something that's, there's a difference between your personality and your spiritual blueprint. So your personality can change, right? So when I was younger, I was pretty much an introvert. Like I didn't really like to talk. I was very quiet. Over time, I became more of an extrovert. I love talking now, like all that stuff, right? Yes. So, There's that, there's a personality. And then there's your spiritual blueprint, which is completely different than your personality. Your spiritual blueprint are things that are within you that you're meant to fulfill on this earth, right? It's kind of like your sole purpose. So that's the the major difference, right? Because personality can definitely change. Sure, and that's structure. You know, we all seek structure and knowing. Right, exactly. So there is that difference. And that's the part that I feel like most people get confused about is that they feel like, personality can limit them or they don't want to be placed into a box, right? Kind of what you're saying. And yes. it's, I'm not saying at all that I'm putting people in boxes. <laughs> I'm saying that I, what I'm saying is to really understand what your energetic makeup is so that you can actually go into the world with more confidence instead of limiting yourself with the idea of like, this is my personality and that's who I am. You can definitely change, right? But it's more of your yes. spiritual makeup yes. that's different. That establishes how all of those thoughts and ideas come together yeah that establishes that chinese metaphysical notion that there's a balance to everything would you not agree oh for sure exactly i'm all about the balance so sure sure so how would that you know from your perspective speak to some of those principles in terms of balance yeah yeah let's look at that Let's look at that. It's so funny because I'm like trying to understand your question. (laughs) It's not even really a question. It's just looking at the idea and seeing if it goes somewhere. And if not, we'll we'll, we'll dodge. I am kind of trying to act from that metaphysical level today Uh and saying I was pushed out of my comfort zone a little bit because we didn't have as much interaction to kind of set up. Oh. Which illustrates flowing with the conversation. So I'm, I'm flowing here. And if it's not flowing that way, let's flow somewhere else. Yeah. I, I'm not understanding the question quite clear, clearly. So you can like, yeah, it, say it. there again, I don't know that it was a clear question. So. I'm like, Oh no, do I tell him what's going on? Hey, to me. Uh, and there again, I, I, I'm like, there's a thought. Right. Balance, you know, let's look at balance. Hey, from your perspective, let's just, how does 
the principle of balance interplay in Chinese metaphysics? Or how is that a touch point or a foundation within the theory? I, okay. There's a question. Here are my thoughts on balance, right? There's, <laughs> there's going to be times where you're not balanced, right? Like, let's just face it. Balance is something that everyone hopes to achieve, but there are moments yes. and there are times in your life that you're not balanced. And um, it's not about always yeah. trying to, let's say, achieve balance, but it's actually kind of just understanding that just like yin and yang is that when you're in dark moments, it's okay. That's part of balance. It's just acceptance. I think the right word to use is actually acceptance and not balance. <laughs> and the reason why I say this is because I feel like balance can be a little bit overrated. And what's underrated is actually acceptance, yes. right? Accepting that things are just the way they are at the time being. And instead of trying to push things, it's just accepting them. Um, and not that doesn't mean like you're, that's a sign of weakness. That really is just knowing that you're doing the best that you can and accepting and so that you're no longer pushing against things because when there's so much friction, I think that's when things tend to kind of like get chaotic, right? Yes. And when people learn to understand that it's not about pushing, it's not about, like that things will come into fruition, that things are just okay. So to answer your yeah. question, yeah. it's funny because uh, I feel like a lot of emphasis is on the metaphysics end, and I like to use metaphysics when it comes to our life. How does that play into our life? How does that play into our business? So a lot of my clients, again, go through this period of thinking that they need to always be balanced. There's going to be times where you're not balanced, right? And instead yeah. of trying to like ask yourself, why am I not balanced? And just try to like, just accept that at this moment, that's what it is. Even right now with our conversation, right? There's going to be parts of me where I'm like, oh wait, it's a little bit uncomfortable, right? But yes, <laughs> it's right. It's like a little bit well, uncomfortable. Right. And, and I can feel that, <laughs> right? I can feel that, but it's like yeah. knowing and trusting that, okay, well, that's just the way it is. And we can, yeah, we can just ride with it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Knowing and trusting. Yes. Okay. Wu Wei, right? Wu Wei, knowing when to act and when not to act in balance with the energies around you. Does, does that not intertwine here a little bit? It does. It completely does. Even our conversation right now. Yeah. Right? It's like yeah. instead of like pushing and trying to make sure that we're like, you know, it's just okay. I found a way to throw that in there. That was part of the research. <laughs> and it's part of that fascination for me has always been there to look at Wu Wei because so often we try to control. So often we try to dominate. Yes. It's plan and do, execute. Oh, I'm struggling. Yeah. But it's really effortless are, action. Yes. We're right? being guided to surrender and flow. It's effortless action. Effortless and, action. That, that's what I'm saying, though, is that it is. <laughs> I love that you bring that up because to be completely honest with you, I feel like sometimes I'm so woo woo or like my concepts are so woo woo that people look at me like, OK, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but with Wu Wei, yeah. it is very fascinating because effortless action doesn't mean that you're not doing anything right. Like you're not just sitting there all day, mm -hmm. but it's really making sure that you're following your bliss, putting that first and then effortless action then follows right a really good example is right now right like I, I just finished my book we had a really great launch we hit number one bestseller on amazon it was very Ooh, congratulations thank you the whole thing was honestly very very effortless action this is a really good example of what i'm talking about yeah because in the past when i used to do launches especially in the very beginning of my business i used to do a lot of force a lot of like 
hustle, a lot of staying up until like three in the morning. And then with this particular <laughs> launch was really fun because I actually did a lot of binge watching like TV. And that's my way of kind of like self care and just making sure that I'm having fun. And I like to use the word fun because yeah. most people are a little bit too serious nowadays, right? Like they take business too serious, whatever, right? But I like to be more playful with it. And so with this launch, uh, what was great yeah. about it was that yeah. I literally had so much fun with it. We designed it in a way that I made sure that everyone that was part of this process also had fun with it because I had a launch squad and we had a launch team. And instead of like pushing, I allowed people to, to kind of go with the flow of the, the energy of this launch. And that's awesome because you're balancing that grit and hustle with the composure of being, yes. you know, with peace, with serenity, with knowing when to act, when not to act. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I it's, think, I think, that you yes, know. exactly. <laughs> and I love what you were saying about being right, because so many of my clients, like, or even just like when they start working with me or people even in my Facebook community, they're always asking the question, like, what do I yes. do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. Um, instead of sometimes that's they, all we do is do exactly. <laughs> but if you think about it, we're human beings. Are we not human beings? Like we're not human yes. doings. Yes. So yes. instead of asking yourself, like, like, what am I supposed to do? Why not ask yourself, like, how am I being right? How am I being? And I think for anyone that's listening to this is to start your day asking yourself, who am I going to be today? At the end of the day, how am I supposed to feel? Like, how do I want to feel instead of yes. saying, okay, what do I do today? Yes. Yeah. So if our listeners want to discover how your program helps them to move into being, what are those ways? So, well, first of all, I actually have, give a free training with my book. So if you want to learn more about my program, I really highly suggest you to take a dive into my book first because it's basically the foundation of what I dive into with, into my programs. Obviously, if you want to go right into the program, you can do that as well. You can find it on my website, kristinoel.co. So yeah, I'm excited. Like this is the program that I feel like a lot of my clients really get to know who they are and how they work best in business and not just like, pushing into things or trying to copy someone else's strategy. I'm such a huge proponent on not just like finding a role model you like and just modeling after them. I agree to a degree you can do that, but the energy is not there, right? Like if I model after someone that I see online and I model the steps, sure. Like, you know, majority of the time it would be the same, but the energy is different. Their energy is different than mine. And so I want to teach people yes. to find their own energy and how they show up so that they can actually market based off of who they are, you know, instead of trying to be someone else that they're not. Yeah, that's great. I like looking at that angle because it does bring in that notion of feng shui. You would not use somebody else's blueprint more than likely to build your dream house. Oh yeah. I mean, you can, you can look at online and see what's out there, yeah. right? Like that's more than like, yeah, exactly. But like the, the intricate details and all that stuff, that is you, right? Cause can you imagine like, yes. you know, you're trying yes. to build a house from scratch and like, you're just literally copying what's out there. It, yes, sure. It's going to work, right? You'll, you'll see the yes. same thing, but if it's going to be a home that you're living in, you want to make sure that the fine details are you, right? The intricate details are you yes. instead of someone else. It's like your Pinterest page for your soul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love you that. Know, we all take inspiration. We all take influence. But if somebody were to say, here is your dream home, we're going to build it however you want. 
you're still going to interject you into that because that is your soul. Yeah, I love that catchphrase. I might, I might steal it and like. <laughs> <laughs> we we invariably every other show come across something like that where it's like this is my mind, you know. It's your Pinterest page for soul. your soul. Your so. oh my goodness, I love that. I'm like totally writing this down. Thank you, Jeffrey, for writing my sales page. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to look at this angle. I need to develop that out as a part of a program. We will help you discover, you know, what, what your phrase is or what your angle is. I don't know. Cause no, invariably I dive down that hole. Yeah. It's great. because <laughs> I would have not thought of that. Right. <laughs> but talking to you, um, your Pinterest page for your soul. <laughs> But hey, that's so catchy though, because honestly, if someone were to tell me that they can find the printer, like they can help me design the Pinterest board for my soul, I'm all in, right? Yeah, yeah, I do it. You know, so many people do it now that, you know, you are outlining basically your essence with those things. And that's, that's the key here, right? Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. That's awesome. That's awesome. So where can we go to find you? Because I know you're, you're running up on time here. Where yeah. can our listeners go to find you t- to find out more about you? Yeah. So first and foremost is my website. So KristenNoel.co. So make sure you don't put the M at the end because you're not going to yes. find me if you put the M. Uh, so KristenNoel.co. I'm also on Instagram as well as KristenNoel.co. I do have a YouTube channel that I am building up as we speak. So you can find me on YouTube as KristenNoel.co. Those are the three main hubs that I would say. And also Facebook. I have a Facebook community and you can access that through my website and through my book too. Definitely get the book. I would say that's like a preview of who I am. I give the audio book for free when you purchase the book. Yes. So with the training, it's very interactive. And I think that's what people love about the book is that it's not just a book, but it's very action oriented because sometimes when it comes to like the woo woo stuff, where's the action, right? Like people are like, this is great. That's the energy though. Oh, thank you. You have such a great shining energy. Your energy (laughs) just make somebody feel good. So thank you. And go out and and find those sources because your media is such a fun, great source of energy. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I try not to, um, it's funny because I feel like that's also why I love personal branding, right? Because even though I feel like I'm also very woo woo, I'm also very like action oriented. And if you look at my page, you would never really think you wouldn't like categorize me as someone that's like just super spiritual. Right. So that's what I love about personal branding. What, what I love about coaching and what about building your own business is you put your own flair to it. You put your own energy to it. So thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Well, thank you. I am so grateful to have you here today. This has been a great conversation. Yeah. And sometimes I like just running with those that, you know, they become something else, something special. And this has been something special today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. The Pinterest board <laughs> for your soul is. Uh, yes. Come back. <laughs> come back and, and share more. Yes, with us. We, I definitely will. We, we're going to have to go deeper into Chinese metaphysics. And it's just a lot. Oh, Jeffrey. I would love that. I would love that because there are so many different fun levels to go and, and kind of look at and explore. Sure. Yeah, I would love yeah. to do that. Soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Kristen. Without darkness, there is no light. 
Discovering the bounce within us allows us to better appreciate life, ultimately leading us to our joy and happiness. Layla Gifty Akita said, Inherent within your soul is a greater light. Recognize and radiate it. We become what we think. Those things determine our state of being. Are you attracting the joy and happiness necessary to be the best you possible? Kristen and I have covered a lot today, but what stood out to you? What truly mattered? How do you plan to use this in creating a change for the better in your life? Drop us a comment, leave us a voice message, or share your thoughts to social media using the hashtag #TheLightInside. Then share it with a friend. You can follow along at thelightinside.us and be sure to leave us a review where you listen to the show.